We'll just stop at this step. Gracious God, we uh, just ask for your guidance throughout this worship. May your spirit be the one leading the way. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It is good to be with you in God's house. I just have one question for you this morning. When you think of being in God's presence, what place comes to mind for you? I want you to be having that as part of your your uh, time when you're listening to the prelude in just a moment, of just uh, thinking of that place, of where you feel most surrounded by God's presence. And throughout this morning, we will be talking more and more about sacred places. I think I just left my notes back there. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wing it this morning. Man, we won't do that. We'll find another one. Here we go. I want to turn your attention to the announcements. Uh, a couple of things that we need to be mindful of this morning uh, is we have our food drive that we are grateful for everyone responding to and bringing that forward. Uh, there is also an opportunity for, uh, if you wanted to just make a monetary donation, uh, just make note of that on a check and put it in the offering when the offering comes through. Uh, make sure it's in the bulletin. Xenia Area Fish Food Bank is what you want to put in the memo. Also, we had a wonderful vacation Bible school this week. It was uh, just so much energy that was coming through this building. We had uh, close over 70 every day. Uh, there were probably more than 80 kids that experienced something during the week. There was a different number each and every day. Uh, we raised, I think it was $231 or somewhere around there uh, for the wings of the morning, just through the the offering that the children brought. Uh, but we also want to give you an opportunity. If you want to extend that offering uh, today, you can, again, just put Wings of the Morning in a memo, and you can add to that offering that we're going to be uh, presenting to Wings of the Morning uh, probably after this week. Uh, also, coming up, Shoes for the Shoeless. That's uh, going to be here in just a, a few days, actually, uh, a week or so. So if you want to be... a uh, connected with that, make sure that that's on your calendar. If you may have noticed, there's uh, t-shirts out on a table uh, in the narthex there. Uh, we're going to be uh, putting an order in for some t-shirts. They will either be short sleeve or long sleeve, uh, black or red, uh, with the, the logo of St. Faith Community Nine Methodist Church for folks that may be going out in the community doing different service uh, projects or uh, you just want to wear them, uh, there's going to be available. Uh, the information is in your bulletin, and also you can check out the table as you leave today. And it'll be here next week as well. Also, I wanted to mention, it came out this week, it's not in your bulletin, uh, but the community is having a worship when multiple churches are coming together uh, to have a worship in the park. And it's going to be on August 20th, and we are going to participate in that. So on August 20th, we will be meeting in the park. We will not be here. So we'll be having that in the announcements and making sure that we're all well aware of that before we get to that date. Uh, so let us prepare ourselves for worship as we listen to our prelude.
Thank you, Elaine. Please stand as you're able for the call to worship printed in your bulletin. This is none other than the house of God. This is nothing less than the gate of heaven. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. God hymns us in behind and before and lays hands of blessing upon us. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Rest in the majesty of our God. Give thanks and sing of God's glory. And please join us for our opening hymn, printed in your hymnal number 127, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. may be seated and please join me next in our opening prayer also printed in your bulletin holy mystery we yearn to grow closer to you this day when our spirits grow unsettled meet us in our need when we seek isolation from the unrest of our time Remind us how the wheat and weeds grow together until the harvest. When we feel captive to the pressures of this world, remind us that we need not succumb to our fears, for you have given us a spirit of adoption as children of God. Pursue us and hold us near, gentle one, that we may truly be set free. Amen. And if I could have the children come forward, please. What's going on? <laughs> it's on. But is it on? <laughs> Try another one. Now this one's low battery. <laughs> 
Sound people? Can we help? I don't know. Check, check. Hello? This one? Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Switch for a second. Got it. All right. Guys, this was a big week. What did you guys do this week? What was the big thing you came to every single day to the church? Vacation Bible school. And what do you think of when you think of school? I always think of homework. And I have some homework for you. But you can do it right now, okay? And I'm going to ask each of you to share with this group what your favorite thing was this week in Bible school. Who would like to go first? Thank you. Come here. Stand up and tell them. Luke, what, what was your favorite thing about Bible school? Um, I like recreation. Recreation. That's always a good one. We're going to go down the line here. So next we have Katie. Um, probably recreation, too. Probably recreation, too. <laughs> Katie had a birthday during Bible school, too, didn't you? Robin? Arts? Uh... Science and snacks. Mm. <laughs> Very good. Art, science, and snacks. Check, check, check. Ian? You can't remember? Did you like recreation? They all the fun. Did you enjoy it all? <laughs> well, let me tell you, it takes a lot of people to put Bible school together. And that's what I wanted to do today was, if you can see our video up here, this is a video of the kids singing and, and um, just, wow, what a great environment that we were able to have here in this church this week. But what I would like to do, what our, the kids and I would like to do is look out here and if you had any hand in helping with Bible school, whether it was being a teacher or helping donate snacks or donating money or to, to put on the Bible school or serving as the helping with the songs or helping with the uh, crafts, please stand if you're able to or wave your hand. We would love to recognize you guys. Let's give them a big hand, kiddos. Yeah. We want to, to just thank you guys for the, the love that you have of children that you want to help put this um, on. It's a special, special week every year, and thank you very much. Let's end in a short prayer, okay? Dear Lord, thank you so much for this church and the, the Bible school that we were able to have this week. But most importantly, thank you for the helpers, all the helpers, and especially all the kids. Please protect everyone. Amen. Amen. We'd be praying for our prayer hymn, Near to the Heart of God, number 472.
As we go into our time of prayer, I, I want to challenge you this morning to join me. I'm going to <clears throat> have a, a period of prayer and then I'm going to ask for you to share a name or a situation or something. I just want you to shout it out as it comes to you. Don't worry about if you're talking over somebody or if you're interrupting. Uh, don't worry about any of that. This is about the Lord hearing our prayers. And you don't need to use full names, just first names, uh, just a, a brief, like a, a, a situation you may just say, uh, the community. I mean, just, just a one word or two word thing. So I just want you to be prepared. I'll just say, and now we'll invite you to come into the prayer. You'll understand when I'm inviting you. And I just ask that you be prepared to share something this morning, as God is always listening for what is on our hearts. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Gracious and merciful God, you are always listening. You are a mighty God who has all authority and power. You are a God of mercy and compassion. You are a God who invites everyone in. You are a God of love. Lord, sometimes it's hard for us to, to put all of those things that you are into perspective. Sometimes we want to we call down on some kind of, uh, of something against someone, knowing that you have power to do it. But at the same time, you call us not to judge and to love and to share our life with other people and invite people to know you. So all these things we struggle with. But Lord, we know we don't have to figure it out on our own. We know that you have given us your spirit, your spirit that guides us, that gives us words, that gives us understanding, gives us peace and comfort. Lord, we are at your mercy. You're the one who shapes us. We just need to submit to you and call upon your Son as our Savior to bring us into your presence, O oh God. And it is in your presence that you can do all these things. You can transform our hearts and minds to be like yours. So, Lord, we just ask that you would transform our hearts this morning. Transform our minds by bringing names and situations that we know are out of sorts. Help us to be part of the solution, O oh God. So we put ourselves before you as we cry out to you this morning. So let us share as a congregation those things where there is a need for healing, a need for hope, a need for answers, a need for peace. Let us share now. Oh God, hear our prayers. Hear those that are still within us. The ones where we can't really formulate the words to. That your spirit cries out for us. Lord, speak to each one of us. And help us to know your presence with us. Let us now share the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Earlier I mentioned that there were many ways that we can be sharing our offering this morning. Either it be for uh, sharing for the food bank or adding to the VBS uh, understanding of wings in the morning. But these things are that extra mile giving. When we think about our initial response to the Lord and what the Lord means to us and our call to be a part of the mission, there is a piece of us that has been given to us that we are to be giving back to the Lord in order to use as the Lord prepares us to be in mission with Him. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? dedication and then I will follow with a blessing over these extra gifts today. God of dreams and visions, we offer you our gifts this day in gratitude and praise for your angels who come to bring us your blessings. May this offering be a sign of our commitment to be a blessing to all the peoples of the earth. Amen. And Lord, we ask for a special blessing upon these gifts that are in these bags. They represent food to those who need the food. But Lord, we know that the food that you have to provide is something so much more. So may the nourishment in here give nourishment of the body, but as they are received, may they recognize the blessing that comes with it, that it is coming through you who have encouraged us to respond to your love by sharing the love that we have been given. So Lord, we just ask this blessing to be upon these that people will experience you and your presence as they are nurtured by the food. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You may be seated for the reading of our scripture. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 28, verses 10 through 19. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth 
with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, through this, uh, though the city used to be called Luz. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Amen. Six years ago, my wife and I and uh, our family were making plans to create a special place for our daughter's wedding. Our daughter, Kara, decided she wanted to not have her wedding in the church, but have her wedding on the farm property in rural Circleville that is connected to our family. It's my wife's cousin's cousin's farm. The farm lies within the, the rolling hills of south-central Ohio with a pond surrounded by trees that was used as the backdrop for the ceremony. Up from the pond there are a couple of barns which were used for uh, different purposes on a daily basis, but for her wedding they were transformed, one into a, a caterer's kitchen and a buffet table and the other, a wedding reception hall. 
In between the barns, uh, a tent was placed to create a, a different space for the guests to celebrate with the newlyweds where you had the DJ and the dance floor and the photo booth to capture the moment. Then there's the finer details, of course, like the, the light linen, white linens for the tables, the centerpieces specially designed by the bride and Pinterest, of course. And the guest favor boxes that fit the theme of the world traveler. You may not know our son-in-law son is from Honduras, so we had a USA and a Honduran flag representing the coming together of two countries and cultures in one household. We had globe lighting, framed pictures telling their story, and many other decorations that made this place special for the occasion. Now, that, that day of the wedding, it was an amazingly beautiful and unexpected day. It was 78 degrees in the mid-afternoon in early August. Clear skies, low humidity, and a light breeze. Here's pictures, if you can see them, of some of the spaces that we created and the beauty of God that was provided definitely made this a sacred place for a wedding. So we created this space for a wonderful wedding, but we all create special places for our own purposes, don't we? We do this with our homes by designing it how we want it, decorating it the way we like it, furnishing it the way we will use it. Men create man caves and women are creating things specially known as she sheds. Maybe you have one. We create sewing rooms, workshops, guest rooms. And we even have offices at home just the way we want them. In the church, we take special care as well. We assure that the sanctuary is welcoming and comfortable as best we can, and we uh, have it accented with the appropriate details of candelabras and the cross, altar cloths, and images that tell the story of Jesus and the story of the church. We create prayer rooms designed to focus on the peacefulness that we can find through the Trinity. We are good at creating special places, at least places that are special to us. Now, long before we had the capacity to create our special places just like we want them, God created a sacred place and then placed humanity in it. The American poet Wendell Berry in his poem, Given, reflects this. It says, there are no unsacred spaces. There are only sacred spaces and desecrated spaces. Humanity's brokenness desecrated what God created as sacred. And God is in the process of redeeming it. According to the Apostle John, God's end goal from Revelations 21.1 and following is this. A new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with humanity, and he will live with them. So God's redemptive work is to recreate that sacred place where we are fully present with our Creator. But that work is not complete. Although God is omnipresent, which is meaning just present always and everywhere, the brokenness that prevails keeps us from being in God's presence in the way God intends or had intended. Our Creator has never given up on us, though, and has throughout history interceded with us to work out the details of reestablishing the sacred place. In our passage today, it was Jacob responding to his role in this redeeming process. What can we learn from his story to help us know how to make our story 
part of establishing God's sacred place, even in our part of the world. So the narrator of Jacob's story simply begins saying this, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. Just a few verses earlier, though, we find out why. You see, Jacob had left on a quest to find a wife in Haran, where relatives of his mother Rebekah lived. Jacob's father Isaac and Rebekah were <coughs> excuse me, well, unhappy with the Canaanite women that his brother Esau had married and wanted their son of blessing. That is the, the one who receives uh, as the heir in the line of the patriarch. He was the son of blessing. He wanted them to wed within their own clan. So Isaac sent Jacob off with this blessing. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham so that you may take possession of the land where you now live as an alien, the land God gave to Abraham. So do you see what's going on here? Jacob is the son whose descendants would carry on the promise, whose brother is already married multiple times, evidently, yet Jacob is still single and likely at least 30 or older. This is mom and dad laying heavy pressure on their son to get out of the house and get married. So Jacob surrendered to the pressure and he left Beersheba which is in the southernmost part of what we know as Israel, and took hundreds of miles on his way to Haran, which is near the Turkey-Syrian border. So Jacob was on a matrimonial mission, which was going to take some time. He obviously knew about the promise of Abraham, but at the same time, he might have had doubts that he was the one to carry it on. Remember, he had no wife at this point in his life. I wonder if he left his home with high hopes or with little or no expectations. If we are going to carry on the promise of Jesus Christ to bring the kingdom of God near, that's the sacred place, near, we should approach every day with high hopes of being invited into God's redeeming work. See, every day is a day the Lord is working to redeem creation. We should be asking the Holy Spirit daily, what can we do for you today? When we go from place to place with expectations of joining the Lord's work, you see, we can bring the sacredness of Christ into the places we go. Now, we don't really know what Jacob's attitude or outlook was, like when he left. But he left on a long, long, rough road, which would have taken him weeks or even months. Again, from the, from the entire journey... Only one stop along the way was recorded in our scriptures. And it was a place unknown to him. The text reads like this. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and he laid down to sleep. You see, Jacob didn't have his itinerary preset as to where he would stay each night. He was following the main north-south route along the ridgeline of the mountains, and when the day was up, he would stop. He would be extremely exhausted from his travels, tired enough to sleep with a rock as his pillow. With no more energy left, he stopped at a certain place, a place with no name, at least no name that he was aware of. But that changed by the time he woke up. This certain place became a sacred place in a matter of a few winks. 
What we need to know is this. God's redeeming work of establishing a sacred place happens any place that we may find ourselves. It, it may be at home. Maybe it's at work or at a ball field and gymnasium. It could be at the mall. It could just be at a, a stop on the road on our way uh, to vacation. When we first moved to Ashland for me to go to seminary, we asked about getting our daughter Kara connected to a, a soccer team. See, in Circleville, she had been uh, with a traveling team. So we thought it may be a good way for her to meet some new friends. So we were told about a, a team and contacted the coach, and his name was Chad. He agreed to have Kara be on his team. And as you probably know, we, we spent a lot of time, a lot of time at the soccer field. Not as much as Kara, but we were there quite a bit. Now, I had played soccer myself. I had coached the kids when they were even younger. So I talked to Chad a lot about what was going on with practice in the games. And one day on the practice field, God opened up some sacred space, which led to some conversations which over time led to Chad accepting Christ. Any place, any place can be a sacred space for us. If this is true, then, then we need to be open to God making room making room in our lives to make sacred places where we are. Remember, the Holy Spirit is with us, with us to guide us and to give us what we need in the, in the midst of us not knowing at the time as we walk in the Spirit each and every day. So Jacob, he was crashed at that certain place on this rock, and he had a dream. A dream of a, a stairway which had become known as Jacob's Ladder that stretched from earth to heaven with angels going up and down the stairway. But we may not understand what was really happening in this dream, but we can be sure that the Lord's presence was with Jacob in some special way. So listen again to what the Lord said to him. He said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. There he was, in the heart of the promised land, several days into his journey to find a wife who would become the mother of the next generation of the promise. And he had a dream. Jacob's dream assured him that if he accepted the promise that had been passed down from his grandfather and his father, then the promise would be fulfilled. The Almighty God had shown him that he would be present through it all, constantly working with and through the angels of heaven. A promise that was twofold. First, the promise assured Jacob that he and his descendants would be blessed to fill the land. And second, that they themselves would be a blessing to the world around them. So waking from his dream, Jacob accepted God's promise and the vision that he received of the future of the people of God. So if Jacob started out trudging his way on this journey with little expectations, when he left Beersheba, he walked with a renewed piece of purpose the rest of the way to Haran when he left this certain place. Like Jacob accepted the promise passed on to him, we need to do the same. If we are going to live into the promise of Jesus Christ to be brought into the fullness of God's presence in an eternal future with the people of God, then we need to catch the vision and catch it with a renewed sense of purpose. 
We must receive the gift of blessing and also pass on the blessing. We can't just see part of the vision of the promise. God has a vision to establish a sacred place or the sacred place over all the earth, including our corner of the world that begins where we are, but it also extends north and south and east and west. To carry out this vision, Jesus sent His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be within His disciples, fulfilling His promise to guide, to protect, and to be present even today with us all the way to the end of the age. So let's catch the full vision. Start partnering with the Holy Spirit and ask the Spirit on a, on a regular basis for clarity of vision for us as individuals and as the church. Now, hopefully you know, but our, our overarching vision for this church is sharing faith, building community. Sharing faith, building community. And our mission ultimately, of course, is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. You may... Or we may have lost momentum. We keep coming up with excuses, talking about the pandemic had done this to us and the other challenges that we are experiencing and have experienced. We've got to put these excuses aside because God's work never slows down. It is up to us to re-engage and be creative to continue the work. We can start with being more intentional about sharing our faith with each other building our bond and our connection as the faith family. I started talking about this a few weeks ago, and the board had met just this week. And we talked about ways that we were going to be more intentional about having conversations together. And there were a couple of initiatives that we're looking at. We're looking at creating space for us out in the Narthex area, and days to come where we can be more intentional about having specific conversations and being together and really getting to know one another. And also we want to see how we might be able to create some small groups around the area. And I want you to be thinking about how you might want to be a part of these things. Because as we build our faith community, we will find new ways to build community with those around us. And then the full circle will come and we can share our faith with those we meet. So Jacob, he woke up recalling his dream. His dream with great detail. He, he knew it was more than just a dream. His response is evidence of that. Look at what happened. He says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is not other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Jacob could no longer deny God's presence in his life. He felt as though he walked through the gate of heaven and the fear of God set in. Now the fear of God is not a bad thing. It draws us to worship. See, he was in all of this revelation that God is everywhere, even in that certain place that he happened upon on his way to Iran. Jacob learned to trust in the promise of God's continual presence wherever he was. So friends, if we're going to extend God's sacred place through, throughout our community and surrounding area, we must acknowledge the divine presence in our lives always and everywhere. In general, we, we don't expect God to be everywhere, if we're honest. That's what churches are for, right? That's where God is. Yes, that's true. But wherever God's children gather in the name of the Lord, that is a sacred place, too. To reach others for the sake of the promise. Let's make a commitment to take God's presence out into our communities and gather there. Let's do it with as many of us as we can get together as possible and, and make an effort to do it several times a year. 
I mentioned this before, but it doesn't really matter what we do. As long as we bring the love of Christ along with us. That's how we acknowledge God's presence is everywhere. Again, at the board meeting this week, we, we ran out of time. We didn't have time to think about what are we going to do out there as we were talking about how we're going to build community in here. But we will be looking. After Jacob woke up, he was truly inspired by the Lord's presence in his life. He didn't just pack up and leave that place, did he? He got up. He lifted up that stone pillow that he had and he, he set it upright like a pillar and he got out some oil which represents the presence of God and he poured it over the top of the stone. See, the standing stone was an ancient practice identifying a deity's presence. Jacob moved from acknowledging God's presence to making it known to others that certain place that he came to at sunset, at sunrise became known as Bethel. See, Bethel is the Hebrew word that means house of God. Finally, if we are going to call upon Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and carry on the promise of establishing the sacred place that God is working to redeem, then we have to move beyond acknowledging Christ's presence in our life. We must make the Lord's presence known to others. So friends, we, we have been given this power within us, the Holy Spirit who, who provides us the guidance and the power to bless everyone we encounter. We just have to expect it on a daily basis that God is extending the sacred place in all directions. Realize that any place can be a sacred space if we catch the vision and the mission that has been passed down for generations and generations to us. And trust that God is omnipresent, which means always in us and worthy to be made known through us to the world around us. So I ask you again, as I've asked you before, will you pray for the Holy Spirit to guide our journey? Will you be listening with an open mind and heart? Will you share what God lays on your heart? Will you help each other to discern what the Holy Spirit is doing around us? Again, friends, we are here for each other to work together to bring new life to the sacred place of God. We're the only ones that are gathering here, so it is up to us. We're the only ones that can make something new happen. So what do you say? Let's wake up from our slumber like Jacob to a renewed sense of purpose with a courageous and contagious spirit of the living God. Amen? Amen. What song are we singing? <laughs> I don't have my stuff again. I can jump in and help with that. Thank I you. I think our closing hymn is... Um, uh, in your hymnal number 388, O Come and Dwell in Me. Please rise. <laughs>
God's sacred place. I know I asked you to think of the place where you feel most present with God for you. Now you need to remember and know that that place is everywhere. Join God in His presence everywhere you go. Go in peace in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.